Welcome to Off the Beat, the podcast that discusses all things law enforcement from a cop's point of view. My name is DJ Seals. I'm a former detective, crime analyst, and SWAT operator from the metro Atlanta area. Now, I currently work for Motorola as a law enforcement consultant, but this podcast will never be about product or sales, and that I promise you. You know, I came up with this idea because I wanted to have a place where we could have a conversation about current police issues without you, my listener, feeling like they were in a sales pitch. I wouldn't listen to that, and I'm sure you wouldn't either. So, what's today's topic? Well, I actually had another topic for today, but from my last podcast, and if you haven't heard that, go back and take a listen. I entitled the last one, Everywhere You Go, There You Are. And what I'm speaking about is the definition of you. The definition of what you bring is indeed you. So as long as you stick with what you know, stick with your internal goals, your internal drive to do right, then you'll be successful everywhere you go. And I got a lot of emails on that one. And people were, hey, this applies to this, and this just doesn't apply over in policing. It applies in, applies in my job, and, and I really appreciated that. But I also got some questions. Because in that last podcast, I was kind of talking about, hey, you know, no matter where you go. And I think people took that as, well, maybe I should go. You know, a lot, a lot of police officers are, are leaving the business. They just burn out. They're done. They, they, they're tired of being spoken poorly about in the community. They're tired of being put in that basket of a few bad apples. And they're just leaving. But they don't know when because that's all they know. So this particular podcast, I've decided to name, Remember Your Oath. Get a lot of questions. I just don't know. I'm not sure. Should I stay? Should I go? Even from folks that weren't cops. I got a company that I'm kind of burnt out. I'm kind of, remember your oath. And I thought to myself, well, okay, sure. But do you remember your oath? And I remember part of it. I remember the night. I remember the mayor standing there. I remember the, uh, I think there were two other officers with me at the time. Um, all fine and good. I, I remember that. And I remember the high points of what I said, but I challenged myself. What do I remember? And one of the things I remembered was the, to serve and protect the citizens. And I've spoken a bit about that serve and protect before, that that can be a real difficult thing to do. The protect isn't, or rather the serve isn't so hard, right? We're there to serve. The protect is difficult because the definition of protection is making sure no harm occurs. Well, we know as police officers that that's nearly impossible for all of the public because even if we patrol, even if we go to our calls, even if we get out with suspicious people, even if we do our job, there are going to be people who fall victim to crime because we can't be everywhere all the time. And I've noticed that a, a, a lot of uh, police departments' cars are even removing the word, if they had serve and protect on it, they're removing the word protect, to serve, to, uh, you know, but protection is difficult. And that could be a difficult thing if it was in your oath, because how do you protect? I, I read so many articles even this week that were like, oh, police aren't, uh, police aren't protecting us. They're not. Okay, look back at the definition. If there are, say, 100,000 people in your community, 
And at any given time, there are 12 officers, deputies, whatever, on the road. And they're taking calls. How do they protect you personally? They want to. It's not that they don't want to. But when you hear about like executive protection, those people never leave the side of their client. You know, you see stars with their with their bodyguards. They're here for protection. They don't leave them ever. Secret Service, they don't leave beyond a certain range of the president, the vice president, speaker. So that's difficult and, become, and became, can become very difficult for law enforcement if it was in your oath, even if it wasn't. How do we do that? So I thought about that first, and I remembered that piece, and I actually found my oath of office, which I'm going to read to you here in a minute, because many, maybe many of you have never heard an oath. You would imagine they're all standard. You know, maybe you saw it on TV. I, I, had a, I talked to a guy this week, and I chuckled. I didn't mean to chuckle. I just chuckled again uh, because he was talking about the, 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 what he, he was, um, his, everything he knew about law enforcement uh, was absolutely solid. Like he, he knew because he watched a lot of cop shows. And I just, I chuckled, I grunted, I grimaced, and I thought, wow, wow. I mean, that'd be like saying, uh, excuse me, Mr. Brain Surgeon, move aside. I, I have watched a lot of episodes of ER and House, and I got this. No, it, it, it's obviously dramatized. It's obviously shortened. It, it's, it, it, obviously, it's not real. But the oath is real. Now, you may have heard many ones, but I, I found three. I'm going to remove uh, the agency's names. These, these are public. You can, you can do a Google search and find a lot of these. But I wanted to show you, I found three that were completely different in length and content. But I want you, want you to listen to these. So this first one is the shortest. And it says, I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the state of, <clears throat> I'll leave that out, and I will faithfully discharge the duties of the office of police officer or peace officer according to the best of my ability. Period. Whole oath. Okay? The next one. I, state your name, no jokes please. Uh, do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the state of <clears throat> against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the state of, and that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties upon which I am about to enter. Now, these are newer ones. These are ones that are uh, um, fresh redos. Notice what was left out. Serve, protect, any of that. Uh, support, defend, absolutely. But, but here's mine. Um, get a coffee. It's long. Um, it says, I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States of America and the state of against all enemies, both foreign and domestic, and I will faithfully perform all the duties of my office. Sounds very similar so far, doesn't it? 
both foreign and domestic, and I will faithfully promote it to his office. Yes, uh, that I will faithfully observe all the rules, orders, and regulations of the police department, and that I will faithfully enforce the laws of the state of and the ordinances of the police department. I do further swear or affirm that I am not the holder of any unaccounted for public money due this state taxes or any po political subdivision or authority thereof, and that I'm not the holder of any office or trust under the government of the United States or any other state or foreign state by which the laws of the state I am prohibited from holding. Whew. Hold on, I got to take a breath. And that I am otherwise qualified to be a police officer according to the Constitution of the laws of the state. I do further swear or affirm that as a police officer, I will faithfully serve and protect to the best of my ability. Oh, wait, there it was. All citizens, regardless of race, color, or creed, I accept the law enforcement code of ethics of the International Association of the Chiefs of Police as my standard of conduct while on and off duty. And I swear to faithfully abide uh, by and defend the same. So help me God is the end there. That's a long one. And, um... What's that middle stuff? <laughs> What's that middle stuff? And middle stuff is basically that you you know you're you're not in rear to the government. You're you're not a you know not an overt or covert criminal rather. And and nonetheless, there are many. Go out and take a look. But speaking to 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 my public safety friends now, because there there are O's for any badged job, any somewhat similar. Um, more medical is, you know, more, more of a medical spin to it. But my question to you is, what of that sound familiar? And did that get you thinking, what was my oath? What was my oath? I mean, again, in the last podcast is everywhere you go, there you are. And I challenged you to define who you are, your core ethics, your core moral, your core code, your core loves, your core drives. And be that no matter where you are. How much did this drive you? How much did this change you? How much did this make you go, yeah, yeah, I got to do that. I got to do that. I'll be just straight honest with you when we got to the middle. because I, <laughs> And it's funny because I said, you know, I, what do I remember this? I remember the first paragraph. Um, I remember the, um, you know, serve and protect. And I remember the ICP stuff. International Association of Chiefs of Police. I frankly didn't even remember the middle part until I found it. And I was like, oh yeah, I read that. And, and this was mine back when I did, according to the date that I found here. Could have changed now. Didn't look into that. Not the point. The point being is, if you're sitting around going, man, this isn't for me anymore. I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. I blah, 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 blah. Uh, I, I would say that probably most of that or outside influences. Hmm. What do you mean by that? We'll go back. We'll go back further than your oath. Why did you choose to be a cop? Now, I've been very clear, maybe not on this podcast, but on all the, because I travel a lot. I, I teach a lot. Um, and I say all the time, if you got into this because you think it's cool to, to wear a badge and carry a gun, do us all a favor and go somewhere else. That's not why you get into this. If you get into this because you have, as my wife calls me, I have an injustice bone. <laughs> I cannot stand, even now, I cannot stand to see people 
swindled, done wrong, taken advantage of. And and I mean when I mean when I, when I mean can't stand, I'm talking like pit of my stomach, want want to throw the badge back on and dive in and help pit of my stomach no matter where I am in any agency. Some of the agencies I've worked with when I've been there have seen me. They've had incidents uh, maybe I'm working with uh, the crime center or something, and I'll dive right in. Hey, can I help? I don't need to do that. I, I just have to. So the question is, why did you pin the badge on in the first place? And maybe if you're listening to me right now and you've got two, three years under your belt, maybe you remember that very clearly, or maybe you remember it and it's beginning to change. Maybe your focus is, wow, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Is any job really what you thought it was going to be? I mean, really, it doesn't matter. You know, maybe maybe you're a teacher, uh, you know, a, a, an educator, and you're like, this is crazy. Why is it working this way? This is, I mean, these people won't do this to help. I mean, you could be an educator and go, why is education like this right now? I don't know. I just picked that out of the sky, folks. But I got to ask you, what's your favorite part of your job? Intentional long pause. What, what is your most favorite part of your job? No matter what it is. Think about that for right now. What is it? What is it where you go, I hope I get to do this today? For me, it's creating in a word, it is educating. It is working with my brothers and sisters in blue or red or yellow or what whatever their logo and, and situation is, whether it be fire, EMS, police. That's my, that's my thing. I, I, I love it. I was in an agency last week. And, 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 you know, things go well, things go poorly, but you get in and you go, we're going to figure this out. We're going to help you. We're going to help you change. We're going to help you get better. And they help me get better. And it's like getting right back in the saddle, man. It's, it's like, it's like, imagine the most comfortable chair in the world. And, and you haven't been in that chair for weeks. And, and then all of a sudden you sit in that chair and you go, yeah, this is where I need to be. That's how I know that what I'm doing is what I need to be doing. It makes an impact. So I'll go back. I'm giving you some time while I've spoken here. What is your favorite thing about your job? There's something. And by the way, if the answer is lunch or 5 p.m., then, then keep listening because there's some advice to come. But what is your favorite thing? Now, once you find it in your head right now, Let's go back to the teacher. Maybe it is absolutely getting down and working with the children, educating. The, 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 the point of education, working, striving, and, and building up the youth. That's, that's your thing. All that, all the rest of that junk, ugh, meetings and, 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 and paperwork and whatever. That's just, uh, it's not done right. It's not filled out right. I got to do somebody else's job. I get that. But what is your favorite thing? Your favorite thing is educating the kids. Let's say your favorite thing as a police officer. Okay. Is, is, is perhaps, I mean, mine was 
Well, one of the things, I had, I had a lot of favorite things. But one of my things was, and, and stick with me for a minute, it's going to sound a little dark for just a second, was actually going to domestics, domestic calls, domestic violence calls, and stopping the violence before it happens. Going to a domestic violence call and 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 separating, uh, arresting if necessary. Most many times they were. Most of the time, you know, obviously all you're writing reports on it, but but stopping that situation. Funny part is, I thought about that this week. I said, "But why is that? Was that for the victim?" Which, by the way, if you're thinking male or female, it it happens both ways. Believe me, you know it really wasn't. That was good. It was for the kids in the house. For the kids in the house. And I'll tell you a story about that in a minute. But you found your thing. That's what you love. Let me, let me now stop for a minute. Stop for a minute and go, maybe that's why I got into this. Maybe that's why I did it. Maybe when I swore my oath, signed my contract, accepted the position that was my drive that's why i did this remember your oath because sometimes the oaths that i just read to you are sworn oaths absolutely but did you notice that as i was telling you what i really got into it that that's not here i mean protect perhaps but I wasn't really protecting. I was serving because I, I got there afterward. But, but for me, the best thing about my job wasn't necessarily in this oath. So perhaps I've created my own oath. The previous podcast. Find out who you are. Find out what drives you. Focus on it. That's it. So if you go, I'm done with this. I, I just, I'm out. Remember your oath. And I'm not saying remember your oath and stick around. Maybe you're in a, a hostile work environment, like straight out hostile. Maybe, unfortunately, you might be in a department that has gone down the road of... Everybody's forgotten their oath. Everybody's apathetic. You feel like you don't have any any pull you found something you shouldn't have, and you raised it to the wrong person, and now you're going to be on patrol at night the rest of your life. No, that's no, tongue-in-cheek. But the point being is maybe it doesn't mean you leave that profession. Maybe it means that some other point of that profession needs you. That If you feel that way, others feel that way. And there are other departments. There are other uh, hospitals, if you're a doctor. There are other whatever that need you. Why? Because you, if you've got that gut feeling that things are wrong and you need to make them right, people need you. And I applaud you for even coming to that. Now, if you're still listening to this and I lost you about 19 minutes ago, Hey, maybe this one's not for you. If your favorite, if your favorite part of policing is, uh, and by the way, we're not supposed to do this, but if your favorite part of policing is, you know, getting the, getting the free meal at McDonald's, 
One, you and I need to talk about free meals at McDonald's. Don't accept those. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but the other thing is, yeah, maybe this job's not for you. The, the badge should not be the right to overpower. It should not be the right to bully. And it should not be the right to say, well, I'm a cop, so... Unless, of course, you're speaking to a suspect and you go, you just robbed this bank? Yes, I did. Turn around, put your hands up. No. Okay. All bets are off. Now now we're on, right? Because that is your power. That's your duty. That's your oath. But you can't swing it around like a flaming sword. So the story I was going to tell you, this will stick with me forever. I went to a domestic violence um, call one night. Um looked through the the screen door could hear screaming as soon as I got out of the car looked through the screen door and and there was a man who was basically slamming a woman up against a wall now any cop thinking right now and listening right now rather knows exactly what I did I didn't knock <laughs> negative there's there's an assault in progress boom I run in and I grab the, 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 this happened to be again, the male. And I grabbed the male, I peel him away from the female. Um, um, and, and it is on folks. It is on. He is not going. Of course, I'm identifying myself. He doesn't care. He's wound up, he's drunk and it is on. And as I'm, cause I'm, I'm the only officer there right now. And as he and I are, uh, taking care of business, I feel a tug on my pants. Now, Taking care of business this instance, we were in an all-out fight. He, he was swinging. I was trying to detain. Uh, I mean, it, it, was, it was all out. And I felt a tug on my pants. Any officer, what do you do? Uh-oh, we got somebody else, right? And so I, I kept one hand on the suspect, and I turned around real quick. And it, it, it was an elementary school kid. And he was looking up at me with these eyes that were like, he, like he didn't realize what was happening. And I went, hold on a second. And I'm, I'm still keep in mind. Yeah. Get this picture in your head. It's, it's, it's uh, almost, <laughs> it's almost hard to fathom. I I'm in an, I'm in a knockdown drag out with his dad and he's tugging on my pants. Now he's not crying. He's not telling me to stop. He, he it's, 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 like he was not aware of what was going on. And um, so I turned around again. And I said, hold on, hold on. He goes, hey, I, I know you. I know you. And and I had been to the school because uh, school wanted me to talk about, you know, police officers and SWAT and all that. And I'd been to the school just that week. And he recognized me. I said, hold on just a second. Go sit on the couch and I'll talk to you. And I got dad detained, arrested put him in another officer's car and I sat down with the kid and it was like it never happened to him. And what struck me at that moment was that unfortunately violence had become the norm for this little kid literally become the norm. And I just could not wrap my head around that. I didn't grow up in a violent family, I just could not understand. So I talked to him for a while, and later on I was at the school um, again, and he said hi to me, and he said hi to me for many, many years. And, and I realized at that point, sitting on his couch, 
that that's why I do what I do to try to stop this early so that it is not the norm for children. Talking about our oath here, serve and protect. Well, as best I can. And that again becomes very, very difficult for us. So from that point on, I, I was, I was in a strive to get there quicker to get there earlier, to keep my ears open, to make sure that I could try for this not to be the norm in anybody's house. And I know that's one incident, but man, it really struck with me. And from that point on, any child I dealt with, I did the same thing. I sat down on a, uh, in a couch or on a, in a car or something, and I spoke to them. I even, I even got a bunch of stuffed animals, put them in my trunk, and other officers started doing it. And if there was a car accident, we gave it to the child, and we talked to the child. And, and the point being was, that is not your norm. And by the way, I'm, I'm really a person. <laughs> I'm just a person. I'm not a bad guy. I'm here to help. That kind of became my oath. That became my drive to do that. Had, had many instances in SWAT where there were children in the house when we came through. Traumatic, admittedly traumatic. And one particular instance, we, we sat down, took our gear off, took our helmets off, and I kid you not, we ordered a pizza and watched cartoons with these two kids for about two hours before we left. And this is not to be like, oh, look at us, look at us. We didn't do it for that. We did it because we knew it was traumatic. And we didn't want to just leave like the kids don't understand. I guess for me, it was the children, the children. If, if, and I thought to myself, if, if I don't do something different, if I don't get there quicker, if I don't act properly, if I let this continue on, that child will grow up that that's the norm. And that child becomes an adult. And that adult's norm is what they saw when they grew up. And guess what? I'm going to respond to their house when they grow up. Cycle's got to break. So that was, boy, I went off on a tangent there. I tell you, I get fired up about that. It really, really still still strikes me. But, but that was that turned into my oath. That turned into my goal. So remember your oath. Go back. Look at it. We all, I, mean, I got a copy of it, but obviously I couldn't find it, so I had to Google my own department. But um, remember it. Go back. Why did you become one? Why did you become a teacher? Why did you become a cop? Why did you become a doctor? Was it because you wanted, for a doctor, you wanted to say the Hippocratic Oath? Probably not. Is it, is it for a cop? Is it, you know, what was it? There's so many different reasons. Did it change or did something, did a core, did a piece not change? Has that not changed? If that has not changed, if you still get as fired up as I just got over that, over that memory, then maybe you still need to be doing the good work. Doctor, teacher. Fireman, police officer, maybe you still need to be doing the good work. Admittedly, maybe it's somewhere else. Maybe, maybe it's somewhere else. But we still need you. 
We still need you. A um, couple podcasts ago, I was talking about the you know officers leaving. Like I just mentioned, I got a little deeper into it though. And what what bothers me is where have they all gone? And and I don't mean this in a bad way, but I'll say it. Where have all the good ones gone? Where have the ones with the experience, the ones that have the good core values, the ones that really know their oath, where did they go? They've left. What will we be left with? In any profession, there are people that get into it for the wrong reason. Money, power, misunderstanding of what it is. I've seen a few of those come through the department, leave quickly. But we don't need those people running the circus. We need you, the good ones that know, that have that core drive. I want you to really think about that this week. I want you to really think about the why. What did I swear? Why did I do it? And what drives me today? Don't, don't throw out all of the junk you don't like. I mean, I could go off on, do you not like it? Or, or is, it, is it a problem? Sometimes we do things we don't like, but that's just part of the job, right? But throw out all that stuff and dig out the core of what you truly love. And I think this is a good way to put it. Take everything about your job and put it on a mental plate in front of you and grab a knife and a fork. Okay. And, and, and in your mind, obviously. And, and I want you to start cutting around and cutting out just, just what you love. Think about the things you love. Think about the things that if I said, Hey, you can still do this job and I'm going to let you choose to only do what you love. By the way, this message is not for lazy people because then it'd be well, nothing. So if that's your answer, disregard me. Cut out the things you love. Cut out the part of your job you love. Define that. Think if you still truly love it. Are you still truly driven? If you are, we still need you. And for my public safety, law enforcement, fire, EMS, whomever, friends, I'm going to give you a real straight message here, and I truly mean it. And I've actually said this to my friends who've called me and asked me. If the drive is no longer there, if the reason you got into it is gone, then maybe it is time for you to go. We need the drive. We need the people that are there to do the good work for the good reasons. If we keep those, if we build the new ones, because you're there to build the new ones, educators, doctors, you're there to build and teach the new ones. You got four or five years left. You're looking to leave. Please do not be what I call ROD, retired on duty. Don't do that. Pour into the young ones. Pour into the new ones in your profession. Build more like you. That is then your job. If you're close to your retirement, your job is then to build replacements. Strive and drive to do that. If we can do that in any field, law enforcement especially, because this is a law enforcement podcast, but if we can do that in any field, 
then I'd feel a whole lot better about the future of our profession and in whose hands it's in. All right, now it's time for Stupid Criminals. We're going to begin with marauding ATV drivers. That's right. Any major, or sometimes not even major city, sees this. These, these ATV drivers that are driving all over the streets and they're wreaking havoc and you can't catch them. Well, this one's for you. About a dozen marauding ATV drivers were terrorizing the streets of Providence, Rhode Island uh, until a potted plant stopped one of them. Oh, yes, stand by. Uh, about 10 to 15 drivers um, were just crossing the streets, weaving in and out, speeding, recklessly blowing uh, stop signs. I mean, just, just being jerks. One of the ATV drivers identified as 25-year-old Rudy Rodriguez. Why am I saying that? Because, Rudy, you're an idiot. Even pulled up right next to the officer and laughed at him and said, you'll never catch me or stop me. Easy. Don't say that, Rudy. Uh, well, <laughs> that's when he um, sped off. Hit the gas, lost control, ran through a red light, crossed over a side rock, walk, and slammed directly into a large cement planter. Say again, Rudy? We, we may not, but your stupidity certainly will stop you. All right, let's go to Florida. I know I'm not picking on Florida, but come on, folks. When I Google stupid criminals, <laughs> Florida comes up a lot. A 20-year-old man was arrested after police said he tried to steal a Fort Pierce, Florida patrol vehicle. Okay, now this has happened. This has happened. You know, steal the cop car, break into the cop car, steal the bulletproof vest, whatever, right? It's happened. However, this one's different. The thing with this was in Fort Pierce, Florida, it's hot in Florida, right? So uh, the, the police car's windows are tinted. Okay. Well, this was the in the evening. You can't see in the windows. Well, here's the problem. The car was running. Apparently, the the uh, would-be uh, car thief um, thought the officer wasn't in it. Well, here's the problem. Uh, he pulled open the door. It, 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 the officer was sitting in the car. He, yeah. So this dude ran, uh, or <laughs> Aaron Orlando Rodriguez the third, the third. Uh, I'm sure one and two are very proud of you. Um, he ran away. But he didn't run far. He just hid behind another police vehicle. Didn't take him long uh, to be caught. On him, they found two stolen cell phones, a stolen portable speaker, $20 bill, and drugs. Of course they did. Ro <laughs> oh, God, it's funny. Rodriguez said he saw the officer's vehicle running, so he attempted to steal it. Uh, so he had a ride home. Well, guess what? You have a ride home to your temporary home. The Gray Bar Motel. And number three, police say 18-year-old man shot himself after robbing a Charlotte convenience store early Tuesday morning. Now you're like, dude, that is dark. He felt bad and shot himself. No, no, no. That's not how this goes. Police identified the man as Laverius Patterson. The store clerk who had called 911 said the man robbed the business, <laughs> but then ran across the parking lot. His pants, he did not have a belt, his pants slipped down. He reached down quickly, pulling the trigger in his pocket and shooting himself in the leg. Bum, bum, bum. Gold star there, buddy. Gold star. And lastly today, an Ohio man attempting to steal an Amherst police cruiser. Yeah, we got another one. Told an officer he was trying to take the car. You'll love this. 
on patrol to protect the people of Amherst. Hey, maybe maybe he remembered his oath. <laughs> and Am- an Amherst officer, officer discovered the 38-year-old Peter Thedo locked in the police cruiser when he went to the lot to answer a call. In other words, the officer went out to get his call. He was in writing a report. Dude's already in his car, locked in. Now, that's dumb enough. The reason I left this one to the end, I usually leave my favorites to the end. That's dumb enough, but check this out. Thedo had attempted to get instructions from the dispatcher on how to override the vehicle's security system and engage the transmission. Like, he got on the radio. I forgot how to unlock my car. Do you know how to do it? Wow. Mr. Thedo. Yeah, you, you, you win the award for today. You know, as we go along this journey together, I may say some things you don't agree with. Or maybe you do agree with me and send me a lot of emails like folks did this week. Maybe you have a topic you'd like me to cover. That's happened a lot. Uh, or maybe you have a funny police story. I love those. Please share them. I encourage you to email me at offthebeat at MotorolaSolutions.com to give me your thoughts and ideas. And check out my Twitter page at DJ underscore off the beat. Until next time, stay diligent, stay educated, and stay safe.